0: Hi, this is Mark Wade, writer of Daredevil, and you're listening to Longbox Heroes.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 517 of Longbox Heroes. Joe and Todd here. Todd, how are we doing today?
0: Fantastic. I'm the Lamborghini of comic book podcasts, Joe.
1: Oh, I'm glad you said it. Yeah, I mean,
0: you. I think we've whiffed a couple of weeks in a row, so I'm getting nervous here. I don't want to lose that
1: moniker, if you will. Well, I think too many people have been using it too liberally
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, after we coined the term, right. talking about Lamborghini of walls, Lamborghini of check scams and things like that.
0: Opportunities, Joe.
1: <laughs> my, my apologies. Opportunities, right. yes. Uh, So, you know, we're the Lamborghini of uh, podcast network, soon to be named network, Lamborghini of uh, comic book podcasts. Yes, I'm not going to restart the show because I like the way my voice sounded in my headphones when we recorded.
0: It's smooth like pudding, Joe.
1: (laughs) When I focus, I can make my voice sound the way that everyone thinks my voice sounds all the time. Right, right but then i when i get uh i loosen up i notice my voice gets a little higher than usual it's always loud regardless
0: right you are a loud
1: mouth I but am.
0: i mean your mouth is
1: loud that's all yeah so hey podcast mhm got stuff got stuff in the news uh hey what happened at dc fandom this weekend was it canceled does this mean dc is an abject failure or is this um Possibly someone who has a skewed view on reality. (laughs) Right. Uh, Boom is continuing to uh, bolster themselves as a top-tier publisher, not just by putting out great books, but also by doing good things. An update on what's going to be going on with the Flash TV show, as though that is close to this show. And uh, a comic book video game crossover that I tangentially am aware of. Mm Mm-hmm. And now all the speculators are as well. Oh, boy. Uh, digital books and sales uh, from this past week. What we read this week, which includes Thor number six, which I think we're going to do our best to dance around the spoilers. We'll see how it goes. I think we can dance around the spoilers.
0: I think we can, too. I wish new sites did. That's all I'll say. Um, we'll get
1: into that. We'll get into mm-hmm. that. Yep. And uh, Maestro number one. Uh, what we're looking forward to coming out this week, Todd's art attack and the return of something that I hoped and I prayed and then I hoped again would not be upon us, but lo, here we are
0: <laughs> Oh, maniacal laughter here,
1: low being the operative word, ladies and gentlemen so d c. fandom this past weekend, right? Right. Not so much on the side of comic book stuff. Not that I was expecting there was like gonna be any big crazy comic book announcements. Right. Um I know we had the trailer for the official trailer for the Snyder Cut of Justice League, which I did not watch. I have no interest in that.
0: I took a swing at it. It was yeah. okay. I actually think it looks the I, I say this and you know I'm not a Snyder guy. I thought the trailer looked impressive. I honestly did. It's the first Snyder trailer for anything of the DC movies. And I was like, that looks pretty cool. But I know the follow through will probably be not there for me. Other people will probably love it. But I have a feeling the follow through is not going to be there for me.
1: I know our good buddy DJ of Wednesday Night War podcast mentioned that they spent all that extra money on special effects and they just made everything like more Brown and more gray.
0: Well, colors are not our, are, are, uh, our Snyder's kryptonite.
1: Yeah. Um, and there was a bunch of stuff with suicide squad. Of course, that's like the big next push. I would assume there was the trailer for both the movie, which I did watch, uh, of course being directed and written by Jimmy pistol, of hmm. slither and tromeo and juliet fame and i really can't think of anything else of note that he did right um and also the con- conjoining um video game that's going along with it but i guess with the scheduling and with the fandom happening this weekend we talked on the show last week of how much there was over that 24 hour schedule. And it appears as though they have decided to kind of split it up. And some of the, some of the panels have now been moved uh, to three weeks from now.
0: Right. Which the reasoning I heard was because, you know, some of the, some of the more interesting panels overlapped and everything, as long as they're still happening, I don't see anything of it, and it makes like I'm one of those people who like can kind of sniff out like it maybe that's a lie or whatever. That seems like a logical explanation. They were going to have a lot over 24 hours, um, move it maybe logistical things, whatever. I don't see any change in in what they're doing they roll out some fun stuff they'll roll out some fun stuff again it, this actually everything they're doing with fandom actually kind of fills me with hope because it seems like oh they're they're pushing stuff which i think has been dc's biggest problem for the past like couple
1: years so i'm good with it right it, it seems as though they have a plan even though the plan may be a little slip shot with mm-hmm. uh the batman trailer which i watched which Your mileage may vary. Right. On that Batman trailer for a variety of reasons. Um, The CG teaser trailer for the Rock Black Adam movie. Okay. Um, And a lot of stuff like that. And then I guess they announced that Ben Affleck will be reprising his role as Batman in the Flash movie. So now in the movies, they're going to have two different Batman at the same time and all i could say is like dc's trying they got a lot of people on contract they got a lot of deals worked out um the last six months may have put their schedule it put a normal person's schedule into disarray mm-hmm. one could only imagine what it does to someone's schedule who may have already lived in disarray
0: but i don't know if you know this show at the comic book aspect of it, they found out that more Batman means more money. So mm-hmm. why shouldn't they have more Batmans in different movies? They're like, you know what? You know what'll bolster everything? Put it, put Batman in Batman. That makes total sense. Put the other Batman, you know the other one? put him in flashpoint that sounds great are we doing a remake of sound of music put batman in that too like that's where we're gonna be at like literally there's just gonna be everyday remakes or regular movies and uh, like a batman is just gonna walk through the background to bolster sales so
1: the ironing of that is of course that ben affleck who's playing one of the batman also is playing the shark in the jaws remake that they announced this weekend that might be a lie
0: i was gonna say is all of it a lie please don't because it might be a lie oh good because i stand by that anchor jacket is still the... if they ever remake jaws and they can't put the anchor jack in it because there, there's no way to make that look good
1: again better than it did in the 70s what if they recast you as the mayor and your only payment is a replica of that anchor jacket
0: I've said the only thing that I would ever cosplay at a Comic-Con is Mayor Vaughn in the anchor jacket.
1: So where I was going with this was, <laughs> I, I didn't think this was that big of a deal. I get it. Um, you know, scheduling things do happen. They are attempting to make it a little bit bigger of a thing to let more things breed. But what breathe one person, though, is <laughs> very vocal on Twitter. Now, this is not going to be an official... Uh, the Rob watch, but it may feel as though that in length. Um, the Rob has many an axe to grind with many a people these days. Current day time is DC, he thinks DC is a failure, DC is whatever. And, And I wonder, and I sit here and I wonder sometimes why. Why does the Rob hate DC so much? So I was able to get caught up on the Rob's podcast, Rob's Observations, And I will say this. Recommended for now. Okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, We are currently in the midst of part three of Question Mark of the whole Heroes Reborn saga. Yes. Which is some very interesting stuff that the Rob gets into. Uh, I heard there's some interesting
0: numbers floating around, so...
1: A lot of very interesting numbers floating around, right? So, um, and any time that The Rob does his really insulting impersonation of Todd McFarlane, I'm grinning ear to ear, right? (laughs) Right. So, very long story short in all of this is, um, during Heroes Reborn, I guess Marvel brought The Rob and Jim Lee back to do the Avengers books. In the hopes that they would make them, like, million copy sellers, right? Right. Like they had done previously in years past with X-Men number one and X-Force number one, respectively. Mm -hmm. The books did good, but they didn't do million sales numbers, right? Right. And by the time that the books got to issues three and four, they were down to about 200,000. Now, keep in mind, the 1996 comic book market was a lot different than it is today. Mm -hmm. That being said... At 200000 those books, specifically Avengers, Iron Man, Fantastic Four, and Captain America, were now selling minimally seven times more than what they were previously.
0: Right. But from what I understand, and you listened to the podcast, so I could I be did. wrong here. I heard it maybe that wasn't justifying the pay that was being given out to some of the I, books.
1: I would certainly think not
0: right you know what i mean like at a million sales what they were paying the
1: creators maybe but at 200,000 it's like not nah, so much right so um with by the time the fourth issue comes out marvel hits bankruptcy they send rob a redo on his contract essentially saying like you know this contract that we have currently with you is null and void um we will renegotiate with you at a different page rate, which will still be high, just not as high as we were. But keep in mind, Jim Lee has already offered to do these pages if you don't do them at this different rate. Right. Also, apparently during this time, during the bankruptcy, Jim Lee was trying to work Marvel into buying Wildstorm. And in turn, trying to finagle his way into the editorial offices at Marvel. Okay. So, this so the announcement of Heroes Reborn was ro- the Robs falling out with Todd McFarlane. The Jim Lee offering to take Rob's deal on Captain America and the Avengers if Rob didn't at the lower page rate was the beginning of the Robs' rivalry with Jim Lee. He then okay. proceeds to spend like five minutes. Bashing Jim Lee's art style and Jim Lee's storytelling, saying that the reason that Jim Lee's fantastic, he mentions that his Captain America Heroes Reborn and his Avengers Heroes Reborn have been reprinted in various different ways hardcovers, omnibuses, etc. five different times where Jim Lee's Fantastic Four and Iron Man have not. And that's because, and again, the Rob says is because Jim Lee is only good at taking existing stories and redoing them that's Whoa. why his his X-Men was so good because he just looked at old John Byrne and Chris Claremont stories and just redid them there were no good Fantastic Four stories for him to rip off he then talks about how on his art style, on Batman Hush, the anatomy is really bad. It changes from issue to issue.
0: Um, hello, uh, Kettle, this is the pot. You're black.
1: <laughs> and I was, I was gobsmacked, Todd. I was just like, the Rob is like holding this grudge with Jim Lee from 24 years ago because Marvel went into bankruptcy. Again, they, they delivered, but they didn't deliver as much as Marvel thought they would, and that's on Marvel. Marvel offered to reneg- negotiate their contracts before Rob even could say yes or no. Jim Lee already offered to take those pages, so that's why Jim Lee, who's now in charge at DC, DC is a failure.
0: Right, and maybe, just maybe... Uh, Marvel doesn't want to promote a higher ups, uh, a higher up at the rival company's books. At you know, it's like, all right, his his X Men. Like I don't even know how much they reprint his X Men. It's probably kind of more, but I have a feeling it's kind of like, I eh, don't don't reprint these because he's a he's a whatever a co publisher at DC, and it works kind of that way because they don't they don't reprint uh, Jeff Johns' Avengers, and that was amazing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I think it has a little more to do with that. And like Rob, just like picking, picking on art styles. Oh my God. Like, come on. Like, that's one thing that I'm, I'm not a Jim Lee guy. Cause I, I was not reading anything at his peak, like his peak. And then later, like I see him at DC where he's doing like 15 pages, a book or whatever. And I'm like, ah, it's not the same. So I never had the love, but Jim Lee versus Rob, it's like night and day when it comes to 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 drawing. And then on top to say like ripping off, like his first appearance of Deadpool or the cable cover, he still has a grudge against anybody Who, like, mocks that as being a rip-up to an old Avengers cover. And I'm like, oh my, just so many layers there
1: that, to me, to unwrap all that, I could be here. We could do a whole other three podcasts. But in the last week, I've listened to a lot of The Rob to get caught (laughs) up on the podcast, right? Right. So, and I will say this in as loving as a way as possible. And this is for my wrestling fans out there. The Rob is the Vince Russo of comic books. Okay. And and Vince Russo is someone who, at one time, I was a big fan of. And over many years, I I have come to the realization that Vince Russo may not be an honest person. Hmm. And I'm sure that day will come with me and the Rob. But right now, we're in the honeymoon period where I'm enjoying the podcast. I'm enjoying these tales that he's spinning. And he does, listen, he does have facts to bra- back up a lot of these things, right? Mm-hmm. But I think there's, like, some facts that he might be leaving out.
0: Right. He doesn't alter his his views to the facts. He alters the facts to fit his views.
1: There, you, uh, That's a good way to put it, right? Right, right. Um,
0: and... Uh, I just have two questions for you on the Rob podcast. One has to do what we're talking about and one's something else. But do you ever think that like, obviously I do think Rob is, is messed up. Do you think he believes the stuff he's saying all of it, some of it, none of it? Or do you believe like some of it is like, like Stan Lee back in the day or it's like the huckster. You know what I mean? Like,
1: okay. Right now. Since I'm in the honeymoon phase with the Rob, <laughs> right. Much like Vince Russo, I think that the Rob believes the stories he's telling. Okay. Now I do believe. Now when now when Rob gets into his current day stuff, okay, mm-hmm. when he promotes his actual own work, like I said before, when he mentions about how his Avengers Hero Reborn, um, you know was has been printed in five different ways through Marvel when he mentions that the female Bucky that he created in Heroes Reborn is the only character that was created in there that is still, like, a major character in the Marvel Universe. And, like, okay, that's kind of a big deal. You know, like, in this whole thing, like, he used, essentially, like, put a new coat of paint on failing properties in 1996 of the Avengers. He decides to create, and it's it's, it's female Bucky. You know what I mean? That's really all it is. But... Other people have taken that character and made it into something different because it spoke to people, it resonated with people, whatever it was. And Rob created that character, okay? Right. Unlike, um, it's a very popular character, okay? Right. One of the most recognizable comic book characters in the last 30 years. And the Rob created him. Did the Rob just take Deathstroke and put Spider-Man jokes in him? Yes, but he created him. hmm So I think Rob definitely does believe the stuff that he's saying is true, but -hmm. when he gets into his own stuff and his own creations, I think there is a tinge of Hucksterism in there.
0: Right. So now you've listened to all the Rob podcasts.
1: I'm caught up. Yes.
0: Okay. So, uh, just a side note that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I'm fascinating. I want to see if he if you remember this is I'm on the George Perez like Facebook website or whatever. Not run by George, but I believe it's run by people who know him. So whatever. But he says in an early Rob Liefeld, an earlier Rob Liefeld podcast, he mentioned that at one time George Perez had a favored nations contract with DC. The contract dictates that George Perez is the highest paid artist. Meaning, if DC wanted to pay another artist. 100 page rate george would automatically get a raise to 101 dollars. which that i actually like if, if rob said that i kind of believe that one that because i heard rumors about that do you remember him saying anything like that on the podcast yes mm-hmm. uh,
1: okay rob is ve- the rob is very free with talking about not only his money but other people's money as well
0: which I'm not a fan of, but when it's other people, okay. When it's, you know.
1: <laughs> but. Well, okay. So we're talking about it. So let's just say this. He mentions that the contract that they signed with Marvel, him and Jim Lee, were $3 million. Right. And again, $3 million for a year to do 12 comic books in 1996 money. Okay. Right. Um, and part of their deal was that they got $300,000 signing bonuses.
0: <laughs> Did he tell the story on there? Now, this is me going from an old, like, I forget where he 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 told the story. So I'm doing this from memory. When he had a hand in the last whatever, like the artwork or whatever. Absolutely, he didn't, go for it. He didn't want to go in because he was mad at them. So he sent like a lackey, a gopher or whatever, and said like, here's the disc with the artwork. Do not give it to them until they hand you the like the, the comma check. And the guy was like, OK,
1: is that vaguely what you know what he said on the podcast? I can't remember the guy's name. It's mm-hmm. not Brett Booth. It's not Brett Be- Breeding. It's Brett someone in the business, right? Blevins? Maybe. So the Rob flies this guy from California to the New York offices
0: Mm -hmm. with
1: the disc for issue six of Captain America, okay? So he says, I'm here. This is the disc. I could put it in my laptop and show you what's on here. And again, 1996 laptop. I could show you that it's the completed issue on here. You are not getting it until you give me the check and I cash it. <laughs> then I will come back and give you the disc.
0: Wow. <laughs> that is holding hostage right there. <laughs> that is like, yay, I'm helping kind of a deal. Woo. Yep. <laughs> oh, the Rob, you cracked me up.
1: Yep. So again, I, and, in an unofficial The Rob Watch segment there, uh, just because I didn't take a break to do the song, and, you know, we'll see. No, I get let's you. get into good news, current day news, that sort of thing. How about that?
0: Good, let's do that.
1: Okay, so uh, officially, uh, Boom Studios has announced that everything for the calendar year 2020 with retailers is fully returnable. Right. Which is a good deal.
0: Totally a great deal. Any retailer who's, you know, you you can't pass that up.
1: Right. Um, And if you're... And they just recently announced it. They're like, if you sign up with our, you know, our guarantee program by September 2nd, anything that you get from us, anything, new stuff, backstock, hardcovers, trade paperbacks, anything is fully returnable up until the end of 2020. The only thing you have to pay is postage. Right. So... So Which, that's a good deal, man. Like, I'm glad to see Boom making other moves like this to become a player, you know? I'm
0: with you. Boom Studios was Secret 7, right? Yes. Right. And and that's good because, like, we talked about how Boom Studios, like, with Secret 7, had the biggest, like, one of the biggest independent books, and that was their biggest seller or whatever. So, like you said, they're making moves and inroads and everything. And, like, when a retailer is looking over what he has to buy, fully returnable. Makes it much more palatable. So they're in, you know, the, the only person this can hurt is Boom Studios. Like, because they could print up a whole bunch of stuff and, you know, have it all returned, but it can't hurt the retailers. So I hope it works out for everybody because I've been really enjoying, like you said, where Boom Studios is going. So good luck to them and good for the retailers.
1: Right. And so just some of the other stuff that they're doing as well, um, that they're going to be sending out, quote, at least two new previously unannounced thank you variants every month to every retailer until the end of the year.
0: Which is a great, we talked about this before. I love this idea too, with any company.
1: Right. And they're also going to, and again, these are all things, as I say, as long as your retailer is signed up either directly with diamond or the retailer signed up directly with boom or whatever, which is easy to do. They, you know, It's very easy to sign up to get on Boom's mailing list if you're a consumer, if you are media, wink, or a (laughs) retailer. Okay. Um, And they are now going to be making uh, PDFs available of any of their major books before final cutoff date to get retailers a better opportunity to read what they're going to be selling before they have to be like, oh, we got to get second prints. We got to wait. We got to do this.
0: What I prefer it when it's like, hey, this is the variant cover by uh, t- a TBD. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like this is the stuff that like helps a lot because a retailer could look at like this is quality stuff. I'll take ten. You know what I mean? Like or whatever. I, I, another great idea by Boom Studios.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, good for them. Marvel intentionally, unintentionally. Donnie Cates doing a crossover in Thor with Fortnite? Yes. Okay, so my kid, I, I'm only tangentially aware of Fortnite through my kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that they're doing something like this where um, it's just like something happened in issue four of Thor, the Donnie Cates Nick Klein run. And then they just put something out that said, you'll never believe what happened between these two panels. And it's essentially Thor getting dropped off on, in the game, Fortnite. And the, one, most of the Fortnite stuff that they've done previously has all been DC-centric. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aquaman, Batman, Suicide Squad, all sorts of stuff like that. Now they have done Deadpool stuff. So it's good to see Fortnite having a toe in both comic book worlds. But the fact that, like, now this issue four of the comic ties into Fortnite, it's now, like, a hot secondary market item. Right. Whereas that's one way to look at it. And as I was explaining to my kid, who, like, he didn't care what I was telling him uh, over (laughs) the weekend about this. I go, this means people who were not reading the Thor comic book but play Fortnite might read Thor comic books, especially since it's actually a good comic book.
0: Right. And it's funny because I was in our local retailer shop today and I was talking to the bassist and I was like, Oh, like, hey, you got any copies of uh Thor four? And he laughed and he's like (laughs) and he's like he's like, Yeah, we got we got a little bit of that. And I was like he goes, but don't you mean Thor like like five or whatever? And I'm like, no, and he's like he's like because it was all joking aside, he goes, he goes the 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 Thor 4, which has the Fortnite, is the least hot book of all the Thor issues. The other ones are oh, all yes. higher. So, so when I sent this this to you, to like, we're going to do, I was like, oh, this is, this is cool. And then I find out, like, all the other books are hot. Because Black Winter is the first appearance. Everybody thinks that's going to be a thing. And because the book is good, it, it's all hot. And I'm like, Fortnite, I don't even know, like, pretty much what that is. I just found it amusing. So... Like Thor fi- fi- firing on all cylinders, and Fortnite getting a, like the littlest of the boosts, uh, just made me just amused me after I we talked about this.
1: But my kid'll tell me that Roblox is more popular than Fortnite. He watched a video on it, so that must be true. What is it? Roblox.
0: Oh, okay. Yes, I never heard of that. I'm, I'm I, not going fair-
1: to. I'm not going to explain what. Roblox is. If you're a listener of this show and you have a kid between the ages of 5 and 12, you know what Roblox is. Okay. It's now your responsibility to explain it to Todd.
0: Okay. Yes. Um, let me just mute all my notifications and we're <laughs> good to go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so, last but not least, again, very rarely do we dabble in TV news, you know, movie news. We talked about some of the uh, trailers and stuff that were announced from F- DC Fandome. Uh, But it looks as though with season seven of The Flash, uh, one of the executive producers, Eric Wallace, said that Hartley Sawyer, uh, who played Elongated Man in the past, will not be returning to the show. Uh, But they they do have to have something with Elongated Man to write him out uh, of the season. And this just kind of helps them pivot so that they're able to focus a little bit more on Sue Dibney. As though that may not have been the original plan, but they do have an out strategy, and uh, there it's not out of the question to bring elongated man Man back, possibly with a different actor as a permanent uh, replacement.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, And then they still have to work on because he's part of. They haven't finished this season yet. Um, Well, I mean they're going to roll it into season seven, where he's part of the team that's going to fight whatever. So like they have to write him out very very early uh i just find it all fascinating but with all the you know the ability for him now to change his face and his voice and everything i think it's going to be a little easier than making it like changing certain other characters if that makes any
1: sense i always go back to and this was hoof many many years ago uh jason biggs was the voice of one of the Ninja Turtles on, like, two iterations of the Ninja Turtle cartoon on Nickelodeon. Okay. And he had made some sort of joke. Uh, there was, like, an airplane crash, and he made some sort of joke on Twitter and then, like, quickly deleted it, but too late. Um, So he they fired him as the voice of whatever Ninja Turtle he was. Mm-hmm. And then they recast him as someone else and they just wrote it into the story that whatever Ninja Turtle it was took a blow to the throat from one of the foot soldiers (laughs) and it injured his larynx, so that's why he sounds different now.
0: That's fantastic.
1: At least when we were kids, they would just change voice actors willy-nilly and we'd just have to deal with it. We didn't get an incontinuity explanation as why the guy from American Pie who who, like, Uh, who did the voice for leonardo is now being done by the fourth actor down on can't hardly wait or whatever it is you know it's like
0: he went back to his home planet (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's just weird like we never got anything like that the only thing we got was uh you know people yelling off camera that duke was okay
1: (laughs) and that was the best yep Uh, So there are no conventions this weekend. (laughs) And again, it's difficult to keep track of all the virtual conventions that are going on. Um, Like I said, DC Fandom was a big one, so that's why we mentioned it, of course. Um, We probably won't be doing a full convention section of the show until conventions are back fully. Which I think is just getting further and further away. Uh, But one thing that's not further and further away, it's closer than it's ever been. It's the soon-to-be-named network at soon-to-be-named network.com, soon-to-be-named network.tumblr.com, where all of your friends, all of these like-minded individuals, any time that they decide to plug their uh, off-the-rack um, rock band microphone into their laptop and use their earbuds to record a podcast, we're here for you. Whether it be this show, Longbox Heroes After Dark, Puzzle Warriors 3, Profane Arguments, Wednesday Night Wars, Final Wrestling Place, and Add Odds with Wrestling. All of them, anytime they come out, you can subscribe to them individually. Or the one-stop, handy-dandy location for all of them, soon to be soon-to-be-namednetwork.tumblr.com. i am mm-hmm. not sure if Todd left or not. There's a lot of dead air.
0: No, I'm right here. I'm right here.
1: Sorry, I was scratching my ear. I was getting that earwax out. All right. So, digital uh, sales this week. A few two holdovers from the last week or so, uh, but there's a lot of new stuff that's in there. Uh, Dynamite recent hits. Marvel is having sales on Siege and all related tie-ins, as well as the Daredevil Shadowlands crossover. Uh, Dark Horse is having a kids' book sale and a history book sale. Uh, Image is having a sale on crime books, and there's a lot more crime books at Image than just Ed Brubaker, but those typically are the best ones. Uh, DC is having a sale to celebrate the release of one, two, three Jokers this week, (laughs) Uh, as sung by Jacob Dylan. And yes, Virginia, Batman Year One. Dark Knight returns are included in this sale. I know you were worried. I always say every year we're going to do we're going to keep track of this and I think 2021 is going to be the year where I keep track of every new DC sale whether or not Dark Knight returns and Batman year 1 are included in that sale.
0: Right. Thumbs up or thumbs down on the sale because of yes. Dark Knight and Batman year 1.
1: And then lastly, um, there's also Dynamite is having a sale on The Boys, since The Boys is returning uh, season two Amazon Prime next week. And uh, we will for sure be talking about that in two weeks, because, you know, it comes out like on a Friday or something.
0: I think so. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I think three episodes come out on a Friday, and then it's new episodes every Friday thereafter. Okay. I try to keep track of these sort of things, too. Right. All right, so Todd, let's get into what we read from this past week. Uh, uh, where would you like to begin, or did I forget something?
0: No, I'm going to say I was. Gonna, I figured I would think we would start with the book we were both looking forward to the most last week, which was Maestro. Uh, you were looking forward to that to this too, right? Yes, sir. All right, I forgot. Uh, Maestro basically...
1: number one, written by Peter David, with art by. Uh, German Peralta
0: And Dale Keown Bunch of bunch of different people Because they have different scenes I guess um, But basically this is telling the story Of the Hulk from Peter David's run Back, back in the day Where Hulk went forward into time And he met the maestro which was an evil version Of a juiced up Hulk From gamma radiation and radiation And this is the origin story Of that and it starts out With you know the Hulk living the perfect life, the ultimate Hulk, as it was called at the time before the ultimate line where now it's the merged Hulk or due to the movies, professor Hulk. And he's living with his kids and Betty and maybe not everything isn't what it seems. And then we get like a, we get the real story that things have been destroyed in a war and someone has brought a bunch of people. They believe that, Will be the future of the world here on out, and Hulk is one of them. And maybe Hulk doesn't want anything to do with that, and smashing ensues, if you will. Um, it's a fun book, I'm interested in it because I always love Future Imperfect, and I know a little bit of the origin story. It seems to be going that way, like the little bits that they gave back in the day. Um, it's a nice first issue to see like a good hulk going down the like beginning to s- the maestro road but uh it's just more of a tease than any like full story so uh, but I'm along for the for the ride because I'm a peter david guy
1: yeah so did we need a full uh origin of how the hulk became the maestro no i think we can kind of figure it out right um mm-hmm. uh, but the fact that we're getting it am I mad? No, cuz I liked it. It was a very nice looking comic book. As you mentioned, it was a breezy read. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the 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 opening of this is, you know, yeah, obviously I don't think this is a spoiler at this point, but the Hulk is like part of a simulation that's keeping him in some him and other gamma-rated folks in a stasis. And very early, like on page 3, we see that the whatever starts to fail and i will give peter david the editor and marvel credit because what we get just in those first like three to six pages a lesser writer or a different editor or whatever could have stretched that out to like three issues to pad the series out
0: right to be like everything wasn't what you thought it was now here's the rest of the story like you said halfway through but peter david's a better writer than that so Right.
1: So again, I like this. I'm interested to see where this is going. Um, Well, again, I'm not interested to see where it's going. We know where it's going. I'm interested to see what the road looks like.
0: Yes, I'm totally down with that because I do believe one thing is that Pete, like if Peter David had an origin, like he didn't really need to flesh this out. He had this story, you know, w- w- this was going to be the story in year seventeen of his run, but he left in year fourteen of his run. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, I, I, I'm I'm actually looking forward to it a little bit more than you. But Peter David's run on Hulk is one of my favorite, especially long running books of all time.
1: Right, and this goes, th- this will go right in the Thor box, or the Thor, the, I'm looking at Thor, the Hulk box right in front of Future Imperfect. Oh, so you do
0: it chronologically.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Gotcha. I mean, not chronologically as they came out, but you're going to put this where it would belong in, like, the storytelling, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's more I so, gotcha. of
1: like, if you're, where where Future Imperfect lives in the hulk box i would put Mm -hmm. this in front of future imperfect
0: now one last question do you have future imperfect because it was a two-part miniseries that went in between hulk books do you have that in your hulk box between said hulk issues i do yeah you're you're preaching to the choir (laughs) brother that's where my future imperfect is too that's where it was released you know Right, that's where it was meant to be read. Now I will tell you this, I'm against what you're doing. I will put this maestro at the end of my Peter David Hulk run. Because oh. this is the last thing that he
1: wrote. You Well, the last thing that he wrote for now.
0: Of Hulk, I mean.
1: Yeah. But this is good. Um, yep. You know, if you want some Peter David Hulk, this is the only place you're going to get it these days. <laughs> Peter David's writing a lot more these days for marvel than i originally thought like he's got this he's got that black suit spider-man stuff that's like i think on, on its third mini-series yep so who knows like maybe the maestro thing hits big and then he just does a series of maestro mini as this is
0: i would read a uh, an ongoing maestro book
1: yes so the other book that we both read from this past week uh is thor number six written by donny cates with art by nick klein as we had mentioned this before now, Todd and I are not going to spoil this book. Even though the rest of the world has spoiled this book.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think this is the least spoilery spoiler in the history of spoilers. Okay. Only because even if you just, like, look at the cover and you you, you read the, the, the very vague... Uh, 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 solicit text for this right Mm -hmm. um i think it's kind of obvious what happens in this book i don't even want to give away like too too much outside of that but right um i don't think this is gonna stick
0: oh nothing ever like this ever sticks no things always come back around so uh you know this is the illusion of change. Something will come along and put it back to status quo.
1: I think this is the first time that something like this has happened to this character. I agree. And the the twist on this character's origin.
0: Which they mentioned in the past couple issues, yeah, is interesting.
1: Right, so it's something that they've mentioned in the past couple issues. And we've talked about this before with Donnie Cates, right? And I like Donnie Cates as a writer. Don't get me wrong. He's one of those guys that I'm gonna give a chance to. He's not at the Jason Aaron Brubaker level, but he's he he's at the ball game, right?
0: Right. He could see it from where he's standing.
1: Yes, sir. Uh so Write down Jason Aaron so we could talk about that off air for a second.
0: Okay. There's something I mentioned, I was going to mention with that last week, and I forgot, but go ahead. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, it's nothing, uh, it's just a de- de- it just deters too much from this. So, right, gotcha. Both in his Venom run and the Thor run, Donnie Cates is making these huge, sweeping changes to characters, right?
0: Mm hmm.
1: Are these going to be changes that are going to matter five years from now, 10 years from now? A hundred years from now. Like, it's great now to read, you know? The, the stuff that he's done in Venom is fantastic. But once Donny Cates is done on Venom, is, like, the next editor gonna come in and say, yeah, I didn't like any of that, we're just gonna retcon it all. Like, I still enjoyed the story, and I still liked it a lot, and I think well, Venom's a character where you can kind of play with them a little bit. Like, remember during the Brian Michael Bendis Gardens of the Galaxy run? where there was like a planet of venoms and all this other nonsense. Mm-hmm. And then that's just something that kind of is not get mentioned anymore.
0: But it does. That's the whole point of Null, was that he comes from that planet, and they're worried that the whole symbiote war is coming to Earth with his power, whatever. But I-, I know what you're saying. Yeah. But-, but my take on that is, will it matter? It'll matter... And, until a big name wants to change the direction. Look at what Jason Aaron did on Thor for what? 7 years? It all lead they they don't change a a thing for Donny Cates run. This this run starts with Thor the way Aaron's run th- on Thor ends. He's sitting on the throne. He's the king. Something happens now the the stories run off. Um I, Venom that'll run until you know, somebody doesn't like it anymore. Now we want Venom as a street level guy. We don't want him fighting, you know, null gods or whatever. So it could stay forever and be 100 years, or it could be gone tomorrow. That's like the way this industry works, as far as I'm concerned.
1: So this one feels as a bigger deal than what Donnie Cates is doing in Venom, mm-hmm. which means because it feels like a bigger deal. It'll be ignored or retconned or whatever uh, quicker.
0: Right. But I believe this will be retconned very fast because at some point they'll want to do movie stuff and they'll be like, well, what Donnie Cates did in Thor doesn't work. So we have to we have to go back to we have to go back to point one. And and that's that's another part of it is when you know they have an idea that's outside of the comics that changes
1: everything. You know what I mean? So we'll see. Right. But it's still good. You should be reading the Donny Cates Thor book. I agree.
0: I think it's. Uh, oh, I I can't believe the. I I look at this as Wade's run going into Jeff Johns on Flash, like Aaron into into this. Like we haven't missed a beat, so I'm happy all
1: around. Right, so. I get you. Uh, but like I said, we're just doing our best to kind of be spoiler free, you know.
0: Right, and this is the end of the this story, so that this will be out in trade, and then you can do it. Like I know it doesn't make for great podcasting, tiptoeing around stuff sometimes, but this will be out soon, and you know, in a month everybody's gonna know so then you can read it at your leisure i'll say
1: this if you want this spoiled on you it's very easy to do Mm -hmm. we're just not gonna be the ones to do it cbr has it right in their headlines (laughs) uh some things never change Mm -hmm. all right so That's what we read last week. Let's get into what we're looking forward to coming out this week. If you head over to longboxheroes.com every Tuesday around noon Eastern time, we put up the poll post, which is a link to a link to all the books that are coming out, whether you get your books in print, whether you get them digitally, whether you want to get all seven covers of your favorite (laughs) new number one, because you love, you and you're going to read all seven of those covers, uh, those books, even though it's the same anyway. Uh, Be forewarned, be forearmed, know what's coming out. Uh, If you don't have a pull list at your comic book shop, shame on you. You should contact your local comic book shop to do so. And if you don't have one, you can contact our local comic book shop. The link is in every episode's uh, notes, and it's in every pull post. Uh, And by helping them, that helps us indirectly. Uh, Comics on the Green does a great, brisk subscription-slash-mail-order business. Now, inside of that link also todd and i have the books that we are getting this week and we attempt to guess what the other is most looking forward to coming out todd is currently in the lead with one correct guess over me let me look at what todd is getting this week to see what he is most excited about and i know i may have needled and poked and prodded a little bit (laughs) <laughs> uh is the thing that you are most looking forward to coming out this week, Batman the Three Jokers. It
0: is the book I'm looking forward to most. It, just for the promotional card that comes with it, though,
1: Joe. <laughs> well, I but, expect a review of that card on next week's episode, Todd.
0: I will totally review that. And uh I can't wait to get it signed by both creators because CGC just announced today DC super duo Jeff Johns and Jason Fabok join the CGC in-house private signing lineup for a first signing opportunity of the three jokers Joe
1: opportunity eh that's right and uh, you know
0: and they have what if it's going to cost for one of them for each, and then together, so you know that's fantastic. Hundred and ten if I want both of them on my signed on my book, and I can even get the yellow uh, the yellow seal, so I know it's signature series. Joe. Oh, Todd, you should get two of those. Oh yes, I I do want two. But uh, that gave me a little time to vamp to look over your list because your your list is one of those lists this week that doesn't have any of the slam dunk heavy hitter books. There's a lot of really good books, but they're not the A1 primo tier books, so I'm kind of confused. And I don't know. I'm actually shocked you don't have Batman the Three Jokers on your list. Um, so I'm looking over your list. Is the book you're looking forward to most Suicide Squad 8? I have no it idea. Is it wow nailed it i thought i was actually gonna lose one
1: yep it is um so again a lot of the other stuff either i'm a little bit behind on um i'm glad black magic is back um i don't know if we've discussed things like family tree and billionaire island and stuff like that that's kind of fallen behind a little bit daredevil annual number one could be close um but uh yeah, Suicide Squad number eight. This is like the the back half of this the, the the final stretch of this book that I've been enjoying quite a bit.
0: And may I ask why no Batman Three Jokers? No interest at all or
1: Um I'm okay to let this one pass me by.
0: Okay. That's that's fine. You know, I was yeah. just I was legitimately curious. You know what I mean? I figured the promo card would have pushed you over the top. I mean they're not infinity gems, but what no. are you gonna do? So
1: Where's my cardboard standee of all my favorite people from Empire or whatever it was? What was the one that was supposed to have, like, (laughs) Secret War maybe was supposed to have, like, those cardboard standees and then they end up being, like, one retailer exclusive at a convention?
0: right right i think we even did it on an episode where you looked that up and it was like some weird... I, I right but i don't think it was a retailer i think we were shocked that they did come out but we missed them i'm not going down that 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 road again but uh well we'll see maybe you know i could pr- push you to read batman three jokers at some point but we'll mm-hmm. see push
1: push While you're over at longboxheroes.com, be sure to check out (laughs) everything else that we've done, whether it be past episodes of this show, past episodes of Longbox Heroes After Dark, Uh, the the 2017 smash sensation Todd and Joe have issues. You can also click the little thing there for our store where you can purchase shirts and stickers and pins on hand, able to ship out as quickly as I can, and the post office will allow Featuring our fancy logo. If you want even more things with our fancy logo on them. Or things inspired by this show. Longbox Heroes After Dark. Add Us With Wrestling. Final Wrestling Place. On more than just shirts or stickers or pins. You could head over to our Tee Public store. They have random sales on randomly one item on random days all the time. So keep your eyes peeled there. You could also help out the show by signing up for our Patreon. For as little as a dollar a month, you get not one but two extra shows from Todd and I. You get Babbling Brooks, where Todd and I look at the films of comedy legend Mel Brooks, and Previewing the Past, where we look at this month's catalog of previews 30 years ago to see what was going on in the comic book industry, any level above five dollars and up, you get those two shows two weeks before everyone else, and you get after dark three days or so before everyone else. So you get to listen to the shows in the correct listening order, which is the only way to listen to the show, as far as I'm concerned. I agree. Another way that you can help us out while you're over at longboxheroes.com is to do any and all of your Amazon purchasing through the click-through at the top of the page. They call it an advertising feed. We do need to let you know that we do get compensation if you click on any of the links <laughs> in any of the text in any of these posts. But it's also the thing that makes Todd happy when he gets his cut of the money at the end of the month. Nice. Some of the notable purchases through the Amazon click-through this past month. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Todd
0: no i was right i i love it when i get the cha-ching but go ahead
1: sorry uh somebody purchased not one but two different star wars novellas one entitled a new dawn the other one entitled the force awaken lost stars somebody purchased a three pack of pop secret microwave popcorn flavor movie theater butter remember movie theaters todd i do uh
0: i miss movie theaters and whoever the pop secret guy is you're you're after my own heart but i'm a pop secret kettle corn guy and for some reason in the pandemic you can't find pop secret kettle corn unless they're in the 100 calorie i'm on a diet microwavable
1: bags which i'm like not let me have 10 of those before i do one of them todd next time if you listen to after dark Next time we head down to uh, Kenobel's, I'll buy you a bag of Kenobel's kettle corn. I I'm not joking. I'll take that. Absolutely. Usually we go and we get a we get one of the big bags, and my wife will split it with our neighbor. When we buy the second big bag, that one it gets split with no one. That's 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 <laughs> my gift to you.
0: Oh, good. That's my big. That's my pillow at night, and I could just yes. turn my head into it and eat.
1: Uh, somebody also purchased the DVD Blu-ray digital combo pack of Superman Red Son animated feature from DC. And somebody also purchased Eons End, the New Age, which is one of those fancy board games that have lots of rules and are really expensive. Ah. And uh, I also want to mention, uh, someone also signed up for a free trial of Kindle Unlimited. Right using our click-through. And hey, I'll throw this out here. Uh, Amazon calls those things, quote-unquote, bounties, right? Where you sign up, and I got no problem saying this, right? You sign up for any one of the free trials that they have, whether it be free trial Amazon Prime Video, free trial of Kindle Unlimited, um, any of the dash button services, you sign up for that free trial and literally cancel that the next day, we still get the kickback. Wow. Wow.
0: So, I think I have some clicking to do tonight,
1: Joe. <laughs> right. Listen, if the opportunity would arise for you to do something <laughs> like that, I would not be remiss to stop you from doing so.
0: Oh, no, wait, stop.
1: <laughs> so, uh, and, I, and also speaking of being remiss not to mention things, I got an email reminder this week, Todd. Uh-oh. And I got to bother you. I guess that's the only silver lining to this returning is that i get to be angry in emails to you because the thing won't work on my uh spyware protected ad blocked up computer
0: right which i don't think that was the dealie but go ahead okay
1: but apparently football is back because the pigskin pickems are back
0: yes as long as the season can go and uh ends we'll be able to do 16 well Sixteen games, so like seventeen or eighteen weeks. They add an extra week, I think, Joe. So uh, you're in for extra fun if we can make it all the way through. Now,
1: it's it does only say you're seventeen weeks.
0: Okay, maybe I'm maybe that's next year. I'm confused.
1: Okay, but now, I do that know. That being said, is there no option for me to pick if the season actually gets to end?
0: No, there isn't because they don't want to have a, you know, a depressing thing. They don't want any negativity on this site, Joe, because it's all positivity when it comes to football. Mm -hmm. But what I think had happened was when the emails come in uh, to sign back up. Uh, I was on the road doing something, and w- because I am the the person who controls the rooms that we're, that we're in, it. whenever a new season starts, they automatically set the room to private, and I have to go in and okay. set it to be open to anybody, because that way they're like, oh, if you had anybody you didn't want in the room, like any any jerks last year, you want to get rid of them. You can leave it as private and then send a password to the people you like. So I didn't get a chance to do that because you were like, oh, I'm having trouble. And then T-Boltz was like, uh, I, you told me it was trouble and I set the room to public and T-Boltz was like, boom, right in. So that's what I think actually happened. I have to get in there first and
1: muck around in the settings. Right. So what was what was happening was it wasn't letting me rejoin. And I remember we went through a similar thing at least the previous two years. hmm and I thought it was me. I'm glad that you were man enough to ad- to admit responsibility and say that this was your fault.
0: It was my fault. I should be in there like I should have just took my hands off the wheel of my truck and started, you know, pigskin pick'ems like no point in steering now.
1: Just like let me let me make this room public. So, so. Um, the link of how to do it now that it's public, it's going to be like the pin post uh, on like the list of posts when you go over to longboxheroes.com with the instructions on how to do it and how to resign and all that sort of stuff. So uh, I think, and that's the thing I, if you did it last year, you probably got the email reminder mm-hmm. like I did and other people did as well. Um, so, you know, listen, I, I don't think football is real and I don't think the season is going to finish. And I'm sad that they they don't give an option of when you have the two winners of uh, like you get to pick like who wins and that there should be the higher bar of game canceled due to illness because I would just pick that for every game. And I just
0: want to tell you, because you might get thrown off by this, because of the name of the Washington football team, Joe, is not very PC anymore. They're changing it, but they didn't have time to do anything. So you will be, if you were picking the Washington, the former Washington Redskins, they are now on your list with no logo, the Washington uh, football
1: team or whatever. It's actually just on here as Washington.
0: Oh, okay. At one point it was some, I think like, cause I turned the screen, it gets a little longer, but uh, so, you know, that's, you know, the, the team out of Washington, DC, not the state. they like, they didn't add another one.
1: They so. have officially uh, changed the name of the Raiders to the Las Vegas Raiders.
0: Yes. And oh my God, the season tickets came in this week, Joe.
1: Oh, I, I followed your adventure, Todd. Did you see how awesome was that? As someone who hates everything in regards to non-NXFL football football, I thought it was really cool. Right. How great would that be like
0: if that was like your tickets to to like WrestleMania or something like that? And just the way they did like the packaging and the music, which by the way, the the autumn Wind, greatest song in the NFL. There's no better. So I was like, oh my God, I want one of those. And because uh, tickets start for season tickets at six hundred and fifty dollars po- per ticket, all the way up to I forget if it was like, you know, two thousand or three thousand for the luxury boxes or whatever. Um, people are asking a lot on eBay for those like on you like you can't have the tickets, you just want the box. They're starting at like six hundred dollars. So anybody who wants to buy me one, I'll gladly gladly
1: take one. Save up all your money from the uh cut of the, the, the Amazon and the Patreon. Oh, I better be doing some of those uh dash buttons real quick. Yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah, like I said, there's uh I think the, the season officially starts on September 10th.
0: Hopefully.
1: Fingers crossed. <laughs> That's right. I got a lot of questions, i.e. jokes to make about the season being delayed and what that does to my pickums.
0: God only knows. That's why I wasn't sure if we were what we were doing this year. But when we got the email, I was like, "And you were already starting to sign up." I was like, "I guess we're doing this thing."
1: Well, I ha- I think people were asking you publicly if we were doing this thing. So I'm like, "I go, well, Todd's aware of it, so legally mm-hmm. we have to do it now, right?" Right, because
0: your love of it, what you would be sad if we didn't. I got you, no problem.
1: Okay, now. I don't think, uh, and again, you know, the the tertiary following of baseball that I see, they don't typically cancel entire games in baseball or an entire like like an entire day of games. Right. They'll just cancel like, oh, this series is canceled, like this three game series or whatever it is gets canceled. okay?
0: right. Like this team had a scare. So you're not playing the next like week and a half because you have to quarantine.
1: Right, right. So. With that being said, I don't think that they will um cancel an entire week of games. How many Raider games do they have to cancel before I could wash my hands of this?
0: Um all of them. No, I don't know. Uh I Joe I I know we're bantering back and forth and joking. I, I honestly feel we're not going to make it through the season because once you have a week with one team not being able to play, it throws everything off. This isn't baseball where you can come back and do double headers. You can't play back-to-back games on a Sunday. I don't know. This is an experiment, and I'm hoping it all works out. But I have a feeling it, if you if you're giving me the over-under on when I think it'll go wrong, it'll be week six. That like if we make it past week six, I'll be happy. Okay. Because you don't know they it might work but if it goes off the rails it's going off the rails. Okay.
1: So, you know better than I do.
0: Right, because you're going to have 50 some guys in a in a in a locker room constantly and you know what I mean and you got to travel because there's no place to have a bubble with, you know, if at the most teams play on a Sunday, you know, at the same time eight games where are you going to be in the same town with eight, you know, stadiums or eight, you know, you're not going to have people in the fans, but what are you going to play in high school, you know, uh, football fields? I don't know. It, it's all I I don't understand how it's all going to work. And I'm going to be watching, you know, more sports television just to see so I can keep you abreast of the situation, Joe.
1: Gotcha. So, uh, Todd, did we have any art attacks this week?
0: We only had one, and that's from yours truly. That would be me. Um, I put up a watercolor of Jonah Hex by Mike McCone, and he was posting. He was did a bunch of them for an art drop. So I'd be like, okay, here's Wolverine, here's Thanos, here's Punisher, here's Batman, whatever. And then he hit this one, and I was I instantly fell in love with it. So I was like, I jumped at the chance when when the rep just you know did the art dump, and I talked. To her, I think her name is I, I can't think of her actual name because it's not, it's like Tabitha, but it's not because my autocorrect kept changing it to that. But she was so great to work with. Um, just because of these troubling times. Uh I didn't have like the whole money down. She does like uh payment plans. I didn't have to do it long, but it was like okay. And just constantly in contact, it was like oh, I got your your payment, you know, this is what you owe left, blah, blah, blah. Just an absolute dream to work with, which I, I you know, I want to say. But I absolutely love the way he, like, tapes up the outside. So when he does, like, the watercolor paints, like, the mix behind them, depending on what the colors of the character are, um, that looks absolutely beautiful. There, there's nothing bad about this picture. I, I, This, I, like I said, fell absolutely in love with it when I saw it.
1: It is very nice. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike McCone does really good work. And uh, obviously, you mentioned the watercolors of it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the background looks great. But my favorite part is the blue, specifically the blue in the jeans, mm-hmm. the blue accents on his shirt. Right. And the blue rhyme or the like the blue, whatever stone that is on his boot. Right. Like, that's the stuff that's so eye-catching on this piece. I-,
0: I totally agree. And like I said, just just the angle of his head and everything. Because I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you know this. I'm a mark for the character. So I, obviously, I, I'm i going to like it more. But I'm glad like that Like you think it's really cool. Um, and it looks really good in my portfolio. I need to start framing stuff. So we'll see.
1: Yeah. And if that's one you want to go drop off at Josh's house?
0: Oh, put it on the pile of good stuff over there? Yeah,
1: just in case there's a smash and grab one day. Uh Aha, okay. Do you just want me to
0: just bring it over? Do you just want to steal it when you bring me my kettle corn? Uh, You know what? I think that's a fair trade. Just like with your buttery kettle kettle corn, sticky kettle corn
1: fingers. (laughs) Just grabbing all my artwork. (sighs) No, even I wouldn't do that.
0: Right. You'd have somebody else do it while you were distracting me.
1: Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. Alright, so that's it. Again, we uh, spent a lot of time talking about some other stuff, but <laughs> there was uh, there's no TV, there's no movie talk to be had at least for another two weeks. Like I said, um, next Friday is when The Boys returns, which is in between us recording. So uh, episode 519, we will be discussing at the very least those first three episodes of The Boys. And I've already told my wife several times... That they're being watched with or without her Wow Look at Joe putting his foot down I like um, it yeah. I like it Once something becomes for the show It's no longer for us as a family That's right. Well it could be But she's working around your schedule mm-hmm. Like it <laughs> No we Listen we, we will have time oh, Will we have time? Actually we won't have time Because that's a very <laughs> busy weekend Right. Is Monday a holiday? That Monday, that first Monday in September a holiday? Yes, I believe it is the, a day of four laborers, Joe. So there's a chance, because that day is a holiday, if I don't have super secret science work from home, that she may be, uh, have time in her schedule to watch it, but we shall see. Right. I would like to watch it with her, because she did enjoy the show as much as I did but you know the timetable on this show
0: oh i get you you know the clock's
1: ticking exactly so but so that's it thanks for listening uh episode 517 long box heroes for todd this is joe saying thanks for listening and we'll see y'all here next week
0: Remember, be a faucet, not a drain. Boop! You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Network.